last time we were talking about the present moment what is true what is real and real has to be imminent right now you know that you are there right now that is the supreme truth you know that you are there right now and in that imminent supreme truth moment when you are in constant communion with the almighty because that is your destination communion is common union oneness this oneness is also atonement atonement word may have so many different meanings but it also can be at one moment when you join it together it becomes atonement that is one moment and at in the present time at the present imminent moment you are in communication in communion in common union with the supreme truth follow on this follow this so it in this very moment whatever you do whatever you think may that be always with the end result as the almighty god or the supreme love or the supreme oneness with almighty god there is no such a thing as past gone time from which you can only get memories and inferences but it never comes so also the future future by its very nature is always future it's never there real so it is full of your own imaginations talking about future however if you are in constant common union with the supreme then the present moment becomes true and real and that is it is only in that present moment that you can truly experience the supreme oneness with almighty god it's only in the present moment that you can experience and this experience is so stunning that there is no question no doubt none whatsoever left but that experience is such that it is beyond words that experience the nature of that experience is infinite infinite light that your mortal eyes also cannot see so it is a state of being and that is the supreme truth state of being it has to be experienced no matter how many books you may read or how many sermons you may hear it is immaterial when it is personal direct absolutely confirming experience and that experience is absolute the last step last stage of unity of oneness with almighty god and for that and for that 
all have to make efforts now. So this now or the present time is so very important that you have to watch, watch yourself what you are watching. Mind you, watch what you are watching yourself. Think, hear what you are thinking and watch what you are thinking. In thought, word and deed, every moment has to be of common union. It is only then in that state alone the supreme unity is possible, not otherwise. And in this moment itself alone, in the embryo of this now or the present moment, lies what is in the past, lies what is in the future as well. So the future manifests itself as the now, the present moment. So how important and how imminent it is that you be alert, attentive, and be present in the present moment. Now all this, when I speak so much about it, it all alludes to or leads you to or guides you to be always in the present moment. And if you extend this present moment continuously, it becomes a continuous present. And continuous present is also continuous presence. Presence of what? The supreme thought and the wanting and longing to be in that supreme thought with one single goal of unity, of oneness. Samya, do you understand? Very good. So, when, let us say, Anshu, Sharda's daughter, was little, it is her responsibility or her father, Anshu's father's responsibility to watch Anshu and take care of Anshu. But now that when Anshu has grown up, who's going to watch Anshu? And far more important, who is going to watch Sharda? There is no escape that Sharda must and must watch herself. And watching herself is watching herself all the time. This all the time is the present time. And same applies to Anshu as well. When she has outgrown her child state and is becoming a young lady now, it is Anshu's responsibility to watch herself every way, all the way, every which way. So this present moment, and hence, when I speak to you about constant meditation or constantly chanting the holy mantra that you have received, you are always in continuous present moment. And that present moment is full of attunement or at one moment or in constant communion 
or in constant common union of oneness. And eventually, when all the baggage of your three deha, that is this physical body, this subtle body or the sukshma deha, or the causal body, that is the jivatma state, the baggage contained in its data bank, in the sukshma sharira, also has infinite memories of all your past lives, impressions, expressions, longings, dislongings, wants, desires, love, anger, hate, they all have to go. So all these three bodies have to empty themselves into the present moment and the moment of oneness. And that you, each one of us, we have to manage that and watch that. That is how you become constantly, continuously alert because nobody knows when the truth of the supreme moment of that final unity could come and it will come only and only in the present moment in an alertful state. You may be meditating, yet it is an alert moment. Understand? It never happens in sleep or it happens in a dream state. So being vigilant and paying attention to this present moment is most important. I want to remind you of the supreme truth. The supreme truth is one. The supreme truth is also that you are one. Do you ever forget yourself? In no situation, no situation you ever lose the knowledge that you are not there. You know that you are always there, even in the dream state or in the deep sleep state. So being aware of the self, but this self, what is this self? This self, mind you, this self, is none other than the very image of the Supreme Self, Paramatma. So this Atma or the Self, the Soul as such, is exactly the image of Almighty God. We all go to temples, go to church or synagogue or what have you, any place of worship, and we always pray for so many blessings, believing that Almighty God can grant any blessing and make that come true in our life. But when you know that you are an image of that Supreme Truth, and you also have all the ability, the power of Almighty God, and you can make anything and everything possible as imminent as now. When having known that, would you still go ask for something, oh Almighty, give me this, give me that.
are Girnedar. No, but you always forget that. Why is that? Several reasons for that. Guruji always tells you to keep constantly keep in a meditative state. Be in constant union. Chant the, your Mahamantra all the time. That will free you. Because this mantra alone is the supreme power of Almighty God that can keep clean and make you Param Pavitra, absolutely pure, as he is absolutely pure. So he and his power are not two different things. The mantra and the mantra shakti, the power in the mantra, are not two different things. Can you ever separate sun from the sunlight? No, it is not possible. It is just not possible. Nor can you measure the immense shower of grace that you are constantly receiving. The sun is shining in the sky. You step out. And if I were to ask you, count the number of rays of the sun. It is impossible. It is impossible. You cannot count them. But suppose if a beam is coming into your house through a small hole in the roof, in that beam, which is part of the total sunlight, can you even count the number of rays in that beam? No, it is not possible. It is impossible. But if you start counting and hold on to one ray of that light, one ray of that light, and hold on to it and hold on to it and keep on climbing, keep on climbing, where would you eventually reach? You will reach to the source of that ray, that sunlight ray. That is the sun itself. Similarly here, Almighty God, his name or his Mahamantra is the same thing as his light and his power. And it is through the power of the Almighty that you are able to constantly be in that state of oneness, in that state of being alert, in that state of being attentive, and keep pronouncing that Mahamantra mentally, vocally, or subconsciously, however you, it suits you, or rather however you progress in, in that process. So this is a process continuous. This is a process of continuous cleansing of your own self. It is deleting, deleting all the possible inherited memories in your causal body or karana sharira. Deleting all the impressions in your subtle body or the sukshma sharira these impressions is what that impacts your chitta or your mind or your the screen of your own atma swarupad the screen 
the image on which the image of the entire universe constantly is appearing. Though this Atmaswarup or Chaitanya or the supreme divine force, the energy, is absolutely subtle. There is nothing subtler than that supreme self. Yet it has the ability to withhold within itself the entire creation, the entire creation. Let us say Krishna. He might be a six foot, three feet wide man. But surely he doesn't need a mirror as big as what he is when he's dressing up in front of it or when he's doing his morning shave. The mirror may, however small it may be, yet still reflects what he, he really is. Same way, this Atma Swarupa, the subtle self of each individual, which is the soul or Atma, as we speak in Sanskrit. Bianca, you understand? So this can withhold that entire image. Now in that image, there comes a little boy crying. Why is he crying? because he got hurt while playing, playing football. And he's in a lot of pain. The pain is to the image of that little boy. Because the boy is crying, the image that is appearing in that screen or mirror of the self, it is independent of what is going on in the rest of the world beside itself. The screen doesn't become unhappy or, or should Walli come dancing happy and singing and jovial. It does not make the mirror happy anyway. It is independent of that. It's independent of all the impressions. Why? Because no sooner the scene changes, the screen is clean. There is nothing until the next image that comes. So similarly here, by virtue of the Mahamantra that you have received, or the ones that uh, you might be chanting, have full faith in it, because that is the ray of the power of Almighty God. And using that power, you empower yourself and thereby clean yourself, wipe all the memories, wipe all the impressions, past impressions, wipe, all, wipe them all completely and delete them forever. These impressions that are there in the sukshma sharir or the subtle body or the karan sharir or the causal body. And that leads to your total being, being free of all impressions. That is what is really the process of discovery of yourself understand taking the covers off discover taking the covers off these covers are of the impressions that you are holding for the past so many lifetimes so many lifetimes and these are what are the bindings tie downs that hold you back 
and don't let you become one with your supreme self and always makes you different along with that your own ideas of your own self when i say that there is never a moment in your life that you are not aware of yourself even in deep sleep the instant you wake up you know that you were in deep sleep so the self was always aware of it being in sleep so essentially the very nature of the self is it never sleeps and it's always aware always awakened but you being aware of that awakening and being one with that awakening is the difference and that difference can occur only and only through sadhana the disciplines and that is why both the agnihotras and you chanting your mahamantra that will surely most easily most quickly will free yourself into into that state of being one mind you each one of you each one of you are an exact image of what almighty god is and what is almighty god is an incessant incessant continuous perpetual forever being of the knowledge of being understand this is, this is very subtle but still understand the state of being in the knowledge of being then comes a state of knowledge of being as one and this awareness is potent with all the abilities of almighty god anything you wish in that state instantly starts happening instantly because parmatma almighty god is satya sankalpa satya means truth sankalpa is his wish or desire or instruction so the instant a thought came to his mind that i am one may i be many at that very moment his own power his atma shakti his own power or his own shiva shakti you may call it shiva is almighty god and his power starts enacting on his own sankalpa or his own wish and the phenomenal world came to be and this phenomenal world wherein you i we all and so many others being came to be together he created with that this infinite scenario and the creation of all creation the very nature of creation is such that it is ever changing it is always ever new nutana navina understand that your body as well that you love so much is merely an instrument even in this body every cell is constantly going through a change it is believed that within 7 years 
all the cells that you had are no more there and they have been replaced by new cells. And in the passage of time, you have grown from being a baby to a child, to a young boy and to a youth and in middle age and then eventually towards the old ages and so forth. And the body has changed. The physical body has changed. But the essential self that you are, are you are constantly the same. What has happened is you have acquired so many more impressions, so many more memories. And these memories and impressions are the bindings uh, that preclude the, your inner light showing out or not letting the outer light come in and precluding, making it difficult, almost impossible, for the inner light and the outer light that is there to become one, that is unity or oneness. Understand? So that is essentially your nature. Don't you forget ever that you are essentially that, and that is what you are. Thou art that. That's all the best way one can say that because that is always there. There is, there is no place or there is no space where that does not exist. As a matter of fact, all that there is, hear me carefully, all that there is, including the space, is all enveloped, all enveloped, encapsulated by that. And that is what is the supreme truth. And that supreme truth is none other than what we understand as Almighty God. And if I am that image of that supreme self, then how am I different? I'm also that. And as also, you are each one also that, but you have forgotten. And you don't know how to reach that oneness. For that, that is why all the virtuous ones, including the great sages and munis and rishis, or for that matter, Moses or Holy Jesus Christ and all the other prophets that have come to be on the face of the earth, they have been telling the same truth, my dear, the same truth. I'm also speaking the same truth, though in a different manner or way, and making it, hoping to make it as simple and as easy as you possibly can understand. It is your own beliefs, your own emotions, your own wishes, your own likes and dislikes, which have made you as a unique one. There is only one on Rama on the face of the earth. There is none like Rama. And if you say something to Rama that is to her dislike, it is quite possible she may be upset. Why? Because not only Rama, each one one of you are always trying to maintain 
always trying to nourish and always trying to embellish what you essentially are. Understand? Giving all the attributes and all the definitions and alankar, alankar meaning uh, ornaments of the self. And this alone, mind you, this alone is the result of you nourishing and trying to preserve your own identity. And that is by virtue of your own ego. Majority of you think that your ego is what your pride is. This pride that you understand is a very, very insignificant part of that phenomenal ego. That goes away. You don't even realize when it has left you. And the ego, by virtue of your daily sadhana, that is the discipline that you practice, also gets deleted and becomes weak, weaker and weaker yet. Eventually, with the love that you have for yourself, the love that you have, you want to love the supreme truth that is Almighty God. This supreme truth, many of them are who love their Sadhguru. And that is also truth. The Sadhguru is a physical manifestation of that supreme truth. And when one is in love with the Sadhguru as well, is always attempting to be one with the Sadhguru. This union or unity or oneness with the Sadhguru is the same as oneness with Almighty God. But for that, ego has also to go. It also has to go. And it is this ego that is stopping you from that final unity. It is this ego that is precluding you to surrender your you want to surrender with utmost love, utmost love and longing. Oh, Almighty, please accept me as your own. I have no wish other than that. I desire nothing else, nothing else. And you are so humble. You are so humble that humility reaches its depth and your yearning, longing, begging for that unity and acceptance. And that does happen. That does happen. The instant it happens is a phenomenal revealing experience, rewarding experience. But for that to happen, there is a lifetime of your consistent, constant discipline and being in the present moment of oneness now. Do you follow? I hope you try to get the, the gist or the essence of what I'm trying to put across to you. 
so that you can bring it, inculcate it in your day-to-day -day life, no matter what you may be doing. By virtue of a marriage, you are a husband or a wife of someone, and you have children, and you have become parents, but at the same time, you are earning a living by doing various jobs or vocations, and yet, you are doing this for the responsibilities that you have accepted. And you do that as lovingly as you can, but there is a greater responsibility that almost all of you forget. And the greater responsibility is the responsibility of you to your own self. Who is responsible for your spiritual evolution? You think it is the Sadhguru. <laughs> he surely is there, but it is your own efforts. That is the beginning. The walking has to be done by each one of us on our own. There is no free piggyback ride. Understand this. So many people are there that they think and believe that now that I have received my Mahamantra from the Sadhguru, I am taken care of. Yes, you are taken care of. But my dear, you have to do your own walking. You have to carry your own self all the time and yet be present in the present moment and always be present. There is no free piggyback ride. Follow me, Padmaji? Yes. I think at this point, I would like to stop. Yes. And I'm open for questions and answers. Yes, Guruji. Uh, thank you, Guruji. Um, okay. Does anybody have any questions? Yes, I have one question. Yes, please yes. go ahead. Please introduce yourself. Hi, uh, Guruji. Namaste. This is Usha Rangaraj. Usha Rangaraj from Houston. Yes, Amma. <laughs> I have one question, Guruji. Uh, I heard so many things, so many times, tapping universe. Tapping universe and meditating is the same or different? Please clarify your question. Starting the universe and what? Tapping, tapping. Uh, connecting to the universe to get what you want is the same thing um, as the meditation. As what? Meditation. Meditation. Huh? meditation. It is only in that meditative state that you can connect, my dear. Meditation is the environment that you create for yourself. And when you meditate on the Supreme Truth or the Mahamantra that you have received, these are the th experience or happenings that start, begin to unfold. The tapping, the universe. What? So you know, uh, what universe are you talking about? Uh, I heard so many videos. Uh, tapping universe means uh, when you want something, you have to meditate 20 minutes. 
you have to tap no, the no, universe. No, 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 no. You, you, you are talking two different things, you know. Universe is the entire creation. Okay. And meditation is not a means for your wishes to come true. Okay. Then if you are using that as mm -hmm. your wish to come true, Icha Purnata, then you are misusing meditation. Okay. Understand? Mm. Okay, very good. Next. Thank you. Any other questions? Does anybody else have any questions? Uh, namaste, Guruji. This is Gautam. Yes, Gautam. Uh, somebody had asked me a question earlier with respect to an earlier satsang. You had mentioned the potential for... Uh, the possibility for an asteroid to collide into the ocean and that the it may be possible to be averted. May be possible to what? To be avoided for that asteroid. And have we have we done enough in terms of all the work, the yagnas and everything in terms of that uh, to be avoided or is that still a possibility. Why do you worry about that happening? You are remotely connected to such a devastating happening if it's going to happen. And there is never, never, never a state when one can say that I have done enough. In spirituality, there is this, I have done enough, doesn't exist. There is never a state of, I have done enough sadhana or enough penance or enough disciplines and I couldn't do any more. The Almighty knows about it. So you trying to judge or measure of what you have done and deciding that it is enough, is never enough, my dear. Okay? What is in, important is that you do all that you have to do with utmost love. Utmost love and at, leading to utmost surrender. Surrendering yourself. I spoke about that ego so much. And when you let go of ego, it is still difficult to surrender your own free will. When you surrender your own free will, automatically along with that free will, your ability to act, Icha Shakti, Karya Shakti, and Jnana Shakti, the power of knowledge and the power to do or enact things, all this automatically follows. And then comes the total surrender. surrender. Understand? When this surrender completely happens, then it's only the Sadhguru who can say that, my dear child, you have done enough. And I am mm. too pleased. Come, be one with me. Mm. Follow, Gautam? Yes. Thank you, Guruji. Okay, very good. Next. Guruji, Vinita has a question. Vinita ji has a question and I will read it out. Okay. Um, she says, there is a saying in Telugu, and um, it, it is as follows. If we do not ask our mother that, Amma, we are hungry, 
how would amma know that her child is hungry in the same way asking our sadguru with whom we have a dharma bandhan is it okay to ask the sadguru or does the sadguru already know everything about his children and the children don't need to ask anything of him can you please clarify sure 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 a very valid question <laughs> when a child cries it cries because it wants to let its mother know that the child wants the mother wanting the mother by virtue of hunger or by virtue of thirst thirst is just a cause but the child always wants the mother to be there so whenever the child asks for anything of the mother believing that the mother doesn't know now do you think that ever a mother will ever, ever not know mother always knows particularly if she has a demanding husband and four five other children then some delay may occur in her ability to, to respond to such cry but these are all mortal mother and son child you are speaking of almighty god and your sadguru any time every time when you do agnihotra the almighty already knows what you want already knows what you need and all that you need is provided without asking all that you need is provided you may want out of your desires but that may not be necessarily good for you or kalyanakarak for you or beneficial for you because every time when a child asks for a chocolate every third or fourth chocolate is likely to be not good for that child so it doesn't get that the child doesn't understand that so also anyone who asks doesn't understand that but the supreme one also knows and hence it doesn't give so it is perfectly normal for a child cry and ask for the mother's attention likewise every sadhaka every every aspirant or spiritual seeker it's normal for them to ask nothing wrong in asking but do you ever stop loving your sadguru or almighty god just because he did not fulfill your demand no guru ji i always love him so your <laughs> sadguru or <laughs> almighty god should not be used to fulfill your worldly demands needs they are already given when the krupa is there when the sun shines it does not shine only on the virtuous individuals it it shines all over everywhere 
so is also Sadhguru's grace or Paramatma's grace, Krupa. Understand? Namaste, Guruji. Thank you so much. I understand. Thank you very so good, much. Very good. Very good. Very good, Vinita. Next. Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank you. Um, Isaac, uh, please go ahead with your question. Nam Namaste, Guruji. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. I... Um, so you were talking earlier about uh, being in the present moment and one way to do that is of course always chanting the maha mantra that you gave us and when we are chanting the maha mantra to even stay more present in meditation or not in meditation is it okay to combine your senses like what you feel and what you hear and see while you meditate and how do you like how can i share or teach somebody simple uh practices for that like what's the best way to uh convey that message or that uh instruction to others uh, what is your name sir uh, isaac this is isaac I, oh, this is isaac brother from boise yes yes Okay, very well, good. See, when you are meditating, awareness of the physical body is not necessary. As a matter of fact, what really happens is you put your physical body and awareness of its senses and the impulses that each one receives, they have to be put to a, in a in a state of quietness how do i say that you have to put your physical body at rest that is the best way i can say and gather all, all your awareness that this is important gather all your awareness and focus it pinpoint it on your Mahamantra and try to visualize all the Almighty as best as you can and be in correct posture. That posture is very important. You understand it so well, don't you? Yes, yes Guruji. Yes, so this posture is so very well. It is because of this posture that the entire communication system in the body Suppose there are like so many highways and so many byways and so many lanes and intricate small uh, by lanes, but they have to be free and open for travel. So these channels of communication have to be open and receptive. And for that to be receptive, the posture is very important. Understand? This power of Chaitanya starts rising from your the base of your spine and it rises through your spinal cord all the way up to your Adnya Chakra and from there further into your Brahmarandra and then again back through Adnya Chakra into your heart chakra and it creates a cycle, recycle again and again and again. And that to be in tune with that movement or in tune with that cycle 
your Mahamantra is the most important useful tool because it is through that Mahamantra that that divine power circulates and operates through the entire body. But your attention is concentrated so precisely on that Mahamantra and you are enjoying the joy of the journey. Understand this joy of this journey and it is so beautiful my dear it is so beautiful i'm sure soon if you are on it on the right track you will experience it very good question anything else isaac thank thank you guruji no that was that was it thank you <laughs> okay you're welcome bianca has a question guruji bianca please go ahead uh, uh please uh, please accept my ignorance in this question but um am i to understand the way i understand this is that a Sadhguru is like like the creator like, like what like the like um like not like like god like the creator but he's here on earth to help us in a physical form correct. am i am i understanding that wrong or am i on no, the right track that is correct that is the beginning of your understanding. That is correct, Bianca. Okay. Okay. Now that makes sense. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Now I by know. The way, by the way, Bianca. Yes. I mark you for no show for the last two, three satsangs. No, I was there in all of them. Oh, you were there? Yes. Yes, uh, Guruji. You, I was there in all your satsangs. Very good. Except, you didn't speak that time. No, I did not. No. Okay. Okay. But I'm I'm very happy that you asked something. Okay. Thank you. Now I have a better understanding. Thank you. Very good. Thank Anybody you. else? Yes, Guruji. Preeti has a question. Preeti, go ahead. Preeti. She has not unmuted herself. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, now I can. Now we can. Yeah, Pranam Guruji, I have a question. Uh, I need to ask, like, means being God consciousness. If I'm understanding it right, instead of doing the uh, again and again, like just Bhagwan, 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 I'm just giving an example. Walk karne ke bajai, instead of doing that, being conscious have, and aware. Pritiji, Pritiji, stop. So far, I have not understood what you want to say. Okay. Okay. What I'm saying is like to un being God conscious. Instead uh -huh. of doing like say Ram, 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 Ram. Uh -huh. If we start looking at things around us like the nature, plants, one starts feeling that there's some presence of God, how it is working. Like, what is the power which is making it work around us? Is that God consciousness or it's something else? Is occult, what, what was the word? Um, like means God consciousness. Yeah. So, so this God consciousness. I'm sorry, I'm, what I understand is, if you are chanting the holy na name and Jeez. when chanting that you experience that that is what is around you all the time no 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 it's not nothing to do with the mahamantra nothing to do with the mahamantra but okay. if we 
when people say or gurus say that being god conscious uh-huh. so god conscious being like means being feeling aware of the energy or like what is working around us how our body is working or the how the plants are growing or the flowers are growing what's the energy behind that is that being god conscious or it's no, just no, something no, no, else no, no, no. all this this entire universe this entire universe and the way it operates entire creation it cannot operate without the power of god that includes you also part of the creation but being conscious that you are there and consciously you are trying to seek the first hand experience of unity of oneness with almighty god is what god consciousness is oh understand ji ji trying to yes so this is a very personal experience and a very direct experience mm mm-hmm. got it got it guruji thank you guruji okay. yeah okay guruji hima has a question hima please go ahead yeah namaste guruji <laughs> namaste um my question is um now how do we stop acquiring impressions at this moment and going forth how do we stop our uniqueness or this acquiring of our impressions this moment what is the best way be attached detach and detach. be attached to the mahamantra simple simple thank you and okay. subali says hi <laughs> all right thank you namaste how is subali she's doing great <laughs> okay namaste guruji thank you okay next ramacharaka please go ahead with your question namaste guruji namaste um, okay so you touched uh, a subject that i've been very intrigued with for the longest time and is this idea of identity and how we use that to acquire a higher understanding of our being and our experience here on this very plane um when you say oneness for instance uh i used to have a very strong belief that all inclusiveness was oneness being as i saw everyone around me being in the same position that i am in so <clears throat> it was almost like looking at a at a mirror right but but then we understand everybody has a different personality and that's their identity to to some extent uh so to be one with everything uh can we have identity to to you, truly understand when you're operating in the phenomenal world you do need that identity to keep it functional understand yes sir so as so that you can function in the phenomenal world when you go to some grocery shopping or when you go to the office or when you are in the job that you are doing this identity is necessary so that you can function but this identity 
when you are trying to identify with the supreme truth this identity is what becomes a problem also when you try to nourish and keep it independent being independent and being one are two different things they can never happen being independent and being one with the supreme can never happen mm-hmm. either you remain to be independent or you let go of that independence and try to become one with the universal supreme truth and this this is your just belief is not enough your personal direct experience of that unity or that oneness is the final key understand so being mm-hmm. being uh, along with the rest of the creation around you or the little world that you exist in and being one with that it does not necessarily make it one your oneness with your maker is what is the most important thing okay follow yes sir i hope i understood you uh, i explained you that that yeah that that was um that was very clear yeah right like understanding how to be uh to be one with everything mean maybe be at peace with everything being understanding of everything being awareness of everything but not making that which you are aware of one on your on, on by yourself basically right like that's, I'm that's unable to hear you well you know okay um don't it, it's okay guruji i understood what you uh, what okay, you meant good, good. very good it's fine okay all right okay padmaji yes guruji we are ready to wrap up guruji is that the is that the end yes guruji there are no more questions we can wrap up thank very you very good okay hari ho yad yad nyadana parma adhyaya nirbhuto ओके नमस्ते ऑल ऑफ यू नमस्ते नमस्ते गुरुजी नमस्ते थैंक यू गुरुजी गुरुजी आपको हमारा